my main gripe is with the host of this podcast and what a <laughs> shit sandwich that solo potty did last week was. <laughs> First off to you, Maddie C, if that even is your name, to give me no credit for my second amazing Tom Brady call I've made this season is blasphemous. And I hope this comes through, but I'm now going to play you my prediction from the Rams-Bucks game, and you tell me where you think I didn't completely nail it. Oh, he's brought the receipts. Okay. Oh, it's game time. So to me, that would be a good way to open it up. Yes. You know, so yeah, there's definite appeal there. Oh, uh, we just lost our under 20 demographic. It was a fizzer. So where do young people go when they're not uh, catching passes at the Steelers, Tay? Someone like the Jets will probably throw a massive coin at him to try and send his career into a tailspin. Hot diggity dog. I'm an optimist. I, I like having lots of options. Because, I mean, we see this all the time. We see three for twos. We see two for ones. Honestly, mate, that'd be enough to make me play well. This is a game my wife and I play at home and you're like, whoa! <laughs> this is the Astro League. It sounds so weird in like an Australian accent. The Astro League. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> the Astro League podcast. I think my sheriff's decision is I, I just wouldn't do it during the season. G'day, g'day. Welcome to the Astro League Fantasy Football Podcast. It's the number one Australian made fantasy football podcast in strongholds like here in Oz, across the ditch in New Zealand. And we're the most downloaded Australian NFL fantasy football podcast in the UK, Canada, Germany, India, the Philippines, Brazil, Japan, Turkey, Bosnia and Herzegovina, Indonesia, Ireland, Myanmar, Iraq, the Netherlands, Colombia, Mauritius, Russia, (laughs) Pakistan, Hong Kong, Morocco, Thailand, Nepal, Ecuador, France, Nigeria, Malaysia, Jamaica, Romania, Mexico, Oh, and the USA. That's it's a pretty wild list. I'm Maddie C and I'm the host of the show. And I'm actually, I'm in line to get my butt kicked a bit later on by Taylor after all my defamatory attacks on him in last week's show. So, stay tuned for that. It's been a playoff series like no other. The most games decided so late or in overtime that I can remember of any postseason and a great matchup for the Super Bowl week that's either interesting or intriguing. Uh, We'll have the fellas come up with their takes on this and what they expect from the game. Uh, Thanks to you for making this series a success too. We've had some new folks join in while we've rejigged our format to be more NFL and a bit less fantasy. We've got to stay true to ourselves though, and we have worked some fantasy in there. I mean, come on, it's it's what we do best. But it is probably time to do the announcing thing. Um, This is a bit of a precursor, of course. We're actually going to continue the evolution, and in the off-season, there will be actually more tweaks and more adjustments. Our fantasy journey as a fantasy football league itself with the Astros has continued and evolved, and I think that will continue. The podcast really has been a great catalyst for part of that, and we actually think it's probably done its job. The new season is going to see us look at the fantasy football world from a standpoint of a standard 10-team PPR league. It's what the majority of people play, and it's the place where the most demand for fantasy football advice is, and... That's what we're looking to provide. While we need to get all that legal stuff sorted out in the background, there are definitely negotiations in place to re-sign Taylor. There was some talk that he would have to have some pretty big demands met, a very specific like room temperature, some pretty specific demands about which colour M&Ms are and aren't allowed in his snack bowl, etc. There seems to be some good faith, though, that we can get close to an arrangement before he hits free agency. The other big news around the podcast is 
that we're unlikely to see Seahorse in the show again in the near future, as Seahorse Incorporated plans its takeovers of little trivial businesses like Meta, Amazon, Tesla, and Apple. Uh, but, you know, the news isn't all dire because we've still got Manjot. He's on his one-year team option this year, and we've gone ahead and exercised that to keep his talents here in South Beach. He dusted me in a fantasy league twice this year on his way to winning that league title, so his credentials are definitely there. We're going to undergo some cosmetics too around the place, including the continued changes to all the fields around our socials that we've been working on. And as we wind up this playoff show and we move into preseason subjects, these changes are going to emerge. Along with the change in content, the changes recently in how we appear on social media and a change in our cast, we're also going to change our name and logo. So there's actually plenty to get around as we finish with the old and look forward to the new. Now, having said all this, you can still find us on Facebook and Instagram, right where you always have, at Astro League Podcast. And we're also still there on Twitter too, at Astro League Pod. These handles, they'll eventually move to you. But look, if you're hitched to us now, you'll come with us when we move. In today's show, there is less than in some of the shows we've done recently. You're going to have to live with us complaining about things that got our goat to start. That's a time-honored tradition, and it really has kind of become a bit of a fan favorite. We are going to do a full recap of the championship games. It's been 10 days odd since those games finished, and here we are recording on a Wednesday night in Australia. There may be little throwbacks to it, but essentially, we're looking forward to the Super Bowl and our unlikely combatants who are fourth seeds from both sides of the league. We're going to talk about fantasy also because it gets hairy when you've got three fellas trying to fill spots, but only two teams to pick them from, and Taylor's got a fix, so we'll get him. Okay, now we've got all that covered. I think it is time to get the fellas in, and we'll get them talking because there is still a heap to cover, and the guys have been talking all week. They really missed not being on the show last week. In fact, I missed having the guys in last week and my poor family have had to put up with all my excited energy today as I've been bounding around the house like a kid hyped up on red cordial waiting for these guys to come in. So without further ado, let's fire it up. The man, the myth, the legend. Do we have a vomit and bucketing drop? Go high, go middle or go low. You heard it first. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, but that just makes no sense to me at all. You all know what time it is. It really becomes about personal opinions and preference. Taylor talk time. (laughs) Okay. The guy who won it all this year, he's broken through to become the 10th unique winner of the Astro League with his maiden championship this year. He won start of the week on the podcast versus me this year. He won both of the last two starts of the week in our playoff fantasy draft and on countback won the fantasy kicker contest, even though we were tied on points. Taylor's kickers combined for eight more yards than my kickers. We're currently getting his monument car from Marvel and we'll have it installed in a very public place before next season. It's Taylor Goodall. Welcome, mate. Oh, Taylor Humble Goodall, uh, Matty C. You know, I, we all know that. We all know I don't. You know, really like to bring up the great calls and, and you know, the, the great moments that I have. So, going to stay very <laughs> humble here, mate. Um, I believe it was my first week off from the podcast in what, I think you said 20,000 weeks. I think it was about 20,000 right 20, weeks, uh, give or take. I uh, obviously started a union uh, and obviously we, we were on the picket line and uh, well, I, I basically said that I'd been on the pods too many weeks in a row and uh, I needed to take a stand and I wasn't getting paid enough. So, you know, had the week off and, uh, you know, you you gave me the big bag, the, the big dollar sign oh, bag in front of my okay, house. I'm back. I'm back. I'm very prepared that you're going to kick my ass a lot this week. And, um, mate, I've brought a mouth guard. I'm ready. <laughs> kick, kick your mouth. Kick your nuts. Kick your ass. Just kick, kick, kick everything. 
<laughs> I've got to introduce the star of our cult comedy TV show about life as a middle child. This guy's winner of the Green Bay Packers PPR Fantasy Football League on ESPN that I was in. This trumpet virtuoso and all-around pastry snob is back. It's Manjot in the middle. Welcome back, brother. Yeah, I'm back. You know, a bit of sabbatical recently, you know, going to some NBA and cricket writing and stuff. But, you know, been doing some NFL history on the side. You know, I got some more NFL history, more Super Bowl knowledge today that's coming in. So here we go. Super Bowl week. It begins now. Yeah, yeah. Series you did on the Bengals for the Pastry Press NFL page was really good. I just urge anybody who hasn't caught that hit at Pastry Press NFL on Instagram and and read that because there's some great stuff in there. It just goes to show how much Rams one coming soon. Yeah, the Rams one is coming soon too. I just thought it was really well done, mate. You put a lot of effort into it, and uh, hats off. Really well done. Thank he you. He deserves a thousand followers, people. He deserves a thousand he followers. Does, yeah, very close. We're very close, guys. <laughs> Only yeah, forty yeah. away. You need you need the Astro League bump. That's what you need. Yeah. <laughs> Huge bump. Worldwide. Yeah. Mr. Worldwide. Because I haven't seen you guys in two weeks. I mean, I took last week yeah. off really just to have a shot at Taylor because I gave him the week off. And after yep. he was, he pretty much started to pick it on me. And and now we're in a really testy set of negotiations about getting him back for next season. Um, I realized that he was just going to come back and lay into me. But I thought, what better place to start than, uh, than just getting some things off our chest and knowing that you've had two weeks to store it up. Uh, I realised what gets my goat this week could be a, a bit of a hefty segment. Who's going to kick us off? I'm going to go last this week, boys, because mine is going to go for a while. In particular, my <laughs> second one. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to not lead it off this time. I'm going to let you guys get into it because, uh, yeah, God knows how long mine might take. I know why. It's because you don't want any of us to rebut it. That's what. You, that's what you want to go. <laughs> oh, that is exactly a knife in and then segment ended. <laughs> As soon as I say something, mate, I don't want to hear any of your shit comments. It's all over. We'll move on to the next thing. <laughs> I need a minute to complain about a couple of things. There's some things that are getting my goat. Yeah, I don't. I feel like that's happened every episode. There's just something that comes out of my mouth and you're like, well, I don't know if anyone ever would have predicted this. You could kiss my ass, son. I miss doing that in back-to-back weeks by the skin of an Antarctic man's dick. That guy hasn't <laughs> run for a rushing touchdown since television was in black and white. It hasn't Joel been kissed on the dick by, you know, dick-kissing leprechauns. Like, it's just been unbelievable the last six weeks. There are a couple of the arseholes that have taken off my Christmas card list now. That was a brutal section for you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, anyway, um, there was a lot that I was wrong about. Wrong, 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 wrong. That's fair. That's a whole podcast. <laughs> man, man, let's throw it to you, mate. You've always got something pretty considered to uh, to come and kick everyone's ass about. What gets your go this week, brother? Yeah. Um, well, firstly, you know, 49ers lost, of course. Uh, it was very hard. You know, I hate the Rams still. Still yeah, hate yeah. that team. Yeah. Uh, apparently, they're Australia's team now. Getting, apparently, they're going... Uh, because haven't you guys seen, like, the home marketing areas for every team? Like, like 23 teams have a home marketing area where they have exclusive rights. Like, the 75-mile radius around their own home city. They also have, like, a whole, like, they can get countries and stuff. So, the Rams have China and Australia exclusive to them. Fucking Rams. Like, 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 49ers, why are you guys going to England when you guys can come to Australia, man? Come on, man. I, I want those... Whoa, uh, that's Jags territory, okay? <laughs> there, there's actually a few countries sharing, like England, like Germany's got a few, Mexico's got a few. There, there's definitely some fighting grounds in there, but there's also 
you know, some exclusive ones. Like Australia apparently is Rams man. only. So, <laughs> you know, I absolutely hate that team. Uh, is it just because we've got a lot of sheep? Is that what it is? We've got like 180 million yeah. sheep and 25 million people. Is that all it is? It's just, oh, there's a fucking ton of them. Let's just have that. Yeah, I the aisle. Jeez, the, Rams, the Rams would be in New Zealand, but then they'd be scared off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mate, we are still the number one Australian-made podcast in New Zealand. Don't scare off our New Zealand for disparity. I am, a, I am a Kiwi. I can yeah. say it. <laughs> You're actually allowed, I guess. You know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> second one. <laughs> yeah, second goat one. Now, you know, I'm I'm pretty sad. You know, this this Super Bowl kind of is marking the end of an era. Uh it's it's kind of a big moment in my life because it kind of does mark the end of like my childhood, like just oh. recent events have been marking like the event my child the end of my childhood. Uh, for example, you know Tom Brady retired, Ben Roethlisberger just retired as well. Uh, Jimmy G's getting traded, so he was a big part of my like teenage years and stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, and That's now sweet. yeah, the Super Bowl. Apparently, Al Michaels is going to like leave NBC. Apparently, this is going to be his last game. Uh, I I I was no. going to mention this later on as well. I'll mention it later on. But you know, it, apparently, he's going to like Amazon or something, twenty twenty three or something like that. Just wow. just the rumors I'm hearing. So this could be like his final like Super Bowl, his final game for NBC even. So like definitely the end to like the voice of my childhood. Very sad, you know. Wow. Just. I, I just I just don't, you know, it's just really sad to like see like just Al Michaels. He's a great commentator, you know, my inspiration for commentary, to be honest. Um, yeah, probably going to cry a few tears, like oh, uh, just, just oh. thinking. That, yeah, this is like the whole like this is like, you know, all of our like, you know, just like talking to you guys off air about like how we all start watching football. Like, yeah. you know, like everyone from like that first era we started watching football like you know you guys are like early 2000s me was like late 2000s like you know all these guys from those eras are like just retiring it's just like really sad to see and you know it's just really sad you know like life is just going on these guys retiring and just you know that's just my rant it's just these guys can't play forever like that's just and al michaels can't commentate forever apparently even though he's still so good mdc is just like God, no, he's not. He's too old or something. Like, it's just not fair. Like, NBC, just please do a bit better. I'll, I'll mention a bit more onto that <laughs> later. We're going to talk about the TV coverage of the game because that'll be important. Now, uh, my last goat, you know, a bit controversial we're going in. Oh. Uh, uncharted territories of the Astro League, I must say. Um, you know, I listened to the show. I was a super fan, you know. He's a super uh, fan, yeah. I still am the super fan. I'll still take the moniker. Um, You know, I know 99% of the show is fun. This is like the 1% where it's a goat segment and it's just like, what gets my goat? It's just like the 1% that is just, you know, not so fun. I know (laughs) like, you know, you know, 99.9% is like on the football. So this will be like the one, 0.1% with a little bit off track on football. But, okay. you know, I just got to mention like that, Um, you know, just about coaches, man. Like I'm, I'm just getting a bit pissed off about like the way coaches are being hired in the NFL. It's, it's getting yeah. on my nerves, like really much, like especially as like a person of color, like uh, yep. just want to bring the race into it. You know, like it's just like, 
like I saw what Brian Flores said, like just him not getting a fair shot at that interview. Like I get Brian Dable. He was pretty good candidate for the Giants. He deserved that job. But the way they handled it, it was like, you know, Bill Belichick, like just straight up texted the wrong Brian and just like told Brian Flores, like, hey, you know, you just got the job. I heard from like Buffalo and the Giants. And then like that and that was like three days before his interview. Like that is just completely just wrong. Like yeah. it might I mean, there is a race factor in it, but like even if yeah, he was is. like, you know, if they were the same race and everything, like it would still be wrong because it's just not an ethical way to hire a candidate. And that's what I just don't like is like a lot of like teams have their own like you know, they're already locked into a candidate without like changing their mind, which is I mean, it's completely fine. But then, like, when you look across the league, like, when Flores filed that lawsuit, there was only one active, like, black head coach, which is Mike Tomlin. Yeah. So now it's grown to, like, three with Mike McDaniel and Lovie Smith, both getting hired in the last couple of days. And then, yeah, so it's pretty good to see those two get hired, you know. But I'm pretty sad. Like, Eric Bieniemy, you know, I feel like he deserves the job. How like has this, this guy like not a, got one. How has he? He's been I, 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 coordinator for three off seasons. Yeah, this has been like three or four off seasons. This dude, he's he's had like Patrick Mahomes for four straight seasons, and every and Mahomes and Reed have been talking him up as like a great play calling genius, but he's never got a job. Like he has like the Saints job in the bag, I reckon. And then they hired their defensive coordinator, yeah. Dennis Allen. Like, it was just really weird. I'm just, like, it just really annoys me just to, like, see, like, consistently, like, you know, the lack of diversity in, like, all of these candidates. It's just, it's getting on my nerves too much. And it's just, like, it's it's got to change. Like, I got to say, like, that's what gets my goat, like, really much, like, this week. I know, like, you know, it's a bit off tone for the Astro League. Like, we usually talk about fun stuff, you know, like, we talk about fantasy. We talk about all these fun fun things. But, you know, like, just a serious issue, you know, in the NFL, like, they have to fix this. Like, it's just getting ridiculous. I think, like, you know, representation definitely matters, like, when oh, I grew I up, like, I did not see anyone who looked like a sick, like, at all, like, on television. Like, there was absolutely no one. Like, like even today, I might be, like, the only, like, sick who's, like, you know, on, like, kind of, like, just <laughs> normal. Like, I don't know. Like, is that what you mean? Like, you, where you know, do I'm people just... get the, the role modeling of somebody who's like them if there aren't people like them in the public eye who are blazing trails the way everyone blazes their trail? Why is that an exclusive yeah. club for only some people and not for others? I 100% get what you're saying. Agreed. Yeah. It's just it's just a shame. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like if we had more diversity, then we could mm. get more good coaches up there. I mean, I, I'd just like to say, like, you know, like Adam Gase, you know, gets like two jobs. Like John Gruden comes out. Urban Meyer, of course, for the Jaguars. Sorry to remind you, Maddie, but like these We're sorts of dudes. About that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, but, but onto the serious stuff. Options, like, right. There's better yeah, options. Yeah. There are better options. Yeah. Like these guys get second and third chances, you know, because they all got like these big names and stuff. And like, they're still like really shit at the end of the day. Whereas these other like, you know, dudes from diverse backgrounds are like just getting one and done. Like Jim Caldwell, you know, he had two shots. He he was pretty good as a coach. Like, and the Lions just let him go. And yeah, it was just, 
yeah, I love Jim Caldwell as well. He's just yeah. an amazing coach. And I feel like he should be in the NFL still. But the Lions, like, it's just a yeah. bad place to coach. And he was pretty good on the Colts as well, back when <laughs> Dad Payton and Reggie Wayne okay. and Marvin I bet Harrison. you would know this too, just on the top of your head, because you are this kind of level of scholar. The last Lions coach who then got a head coaching job somewhere else. <laughs> I think it's the last bit. People go there to die. <laughs> yeah, it's actually really. Ah, oh gosh, I feel like I gotta. I gotta pull up the list of lines coaches. You, um, you I'll it, let yeah. Taylor. I'll let Taylor go ahead with his segment. I'll get you, get back on that one. <laughs> yeah, sort of derailed your segment. I want to say though, meaty subject, not something we generally dive into, but I'm glad you brought it up. I really am because I mean, in our podcast world. Well, even our league and the guys we've had through the show, it's, it's such a heavy majority of average white guy. And I've got to tell you, having had you come into the show, you're a younger dude with energy. You bring a whole bunch of new perspective to it. And I just think you've brought a wonderful dimension to the dynamic that Taylor and I already had. And it's just, I don't know, it's just brought things up. It's just rounded things off to have so many different little spots of perspective now. And I think we, we're probably a good example of how, um, you know, the, sometimes – the least likely place in the world, Instagram has just led us all together. And I think our show is richer for it. Yeah. So I think that probably is a very small case in point of how that works. And, and we're the beneficiaries of it. And from that, our listeners too. All, all you know, what? a dozen of you. Thank you, listeners. <laughs> Thanks, I completely, yeah. I'll just touch base too, mate. Just from what you said, I completely agree with everything you've said. Uh, I even saw some stats. I can't remember them exactly off the top of my head, but I think it was something like there's uh, more than double the amount of African-American players to white players in the league, yet the coaches yep. are about 90% uh, yep. white. So it's clear. It's not just that. It's, it's pretty obvious that there are um, you know, people of colour wanting these jobs. They, you know, there are people of colour around the league that just aren't getting them. So it's not like it's just all white people going for the jobs and that's why it's 90-10 split. It's, there clearly is an issue there. And the more yeah. diversity we have, not just in the NFL, but in this world, uh, will make us all better people. Um, I, I just think that's something we should all strive for. And like to, to say what Maddie said, like with you coming on board, uh, it's just given us a completely different dimension. We are more diverse uh, with you on the pod and you asking your questions and things like that. And I just think that's that's a better way to be. So I think that's just, yeah. if anyone can sort of take anything from that, uh, that that's where we should be looking when we're moving forward is just to be more diverse um, and just to understand where different people have come from and, you know, everyone gets their say equally. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, man. Yeah. Uh, thank you both for like your words. Yeah, just just want to finish on like the Rooney rule. Just just really don't yeah. like. I mean, I get like the intention, but then like I feel like it's just like a you know just a tick in the box. Like it's just that's how it's become, and it's just it's really sad, you know, just to see like you know people just being treated as like a tick in the box. Like you yeah. know, just just to that's like true. just yeah. fulfill a requirement. Like literally, just they're just a requirement they just interview them they're not gonna like get a job but yeah it's just it's really yeah i just hope that the nfl does better because i think people are definitely like latching onto it it's definitely becoming a problem like i'm glad like i'm glad brian flores did what he did Uh, i hope his i'm just i'm just hoping his career doesn't like suffer like colin kaepernick did um another one who took a stand and had to pay the price and it's just 
Like, I think Brian Flores, definitely good coach. Like, it, oh, I mean, yeah, and those, like, tanking allegations as well. I didn't touch on those, but, like, that's that's pretty sad to see, like, Miami, you know, just going into, like, tank, like, uh, allegedly, allegedly, I must yeah. say, uh, because I also do some law and stuff, so I need to get my legal terms correct. But, yeah, allegedly 100K <laughs> a loss is, like, what what he was offered like i do not agree like like it's just it's just against the spirit of the game and i'm i'm glad brian flores went for like the wins instead of like tanking for the drop pick yeah but yeah even though we all wanted him like everyone in the world was like just saying tank for like Tua, and then became tank yeah. like tank for borrow like it was just, yeah exactly like it just became all of these things, yeah. yeah. But you know, it's just I'm I'm glad he's taking a stand, yeah. So I, I hope I hope like we get a better outcome at the end of the day, no matter what happens with the lawsuit and everything. So yeah, yeah. I hope it doesn't hurt his career because he's clearly a very good coach. Yeah. I mean, it, it, this is a wonderful thing. We've never seen a team have a seven game losing streak and a seven game winning streak in the same year. So. It goes to show that he's great at adjusting and, and getting to know his personnel and working out what to do with them and how to get a lot out of them, even if it takes a minute. And I think um, a guy like that, that shows his value. I'd love to see him in my organization. Goodness knows we could use some good people. Um, so, no, yeah, I think that's well yeah. put. And I think you're right about this Rooney rule. The intention when it was made was maybe bigger than it ended up becoming. It's kind of become a real tick and flick cursory thing. Needs really looking at. It needs to be taken damn seriously. And I'm glad that we got to talk about such a meaty subject because, yeah, we are a lot of shits and giggles and, you know, fart jokes and, you know, that's kind of part of the, the jocular yeah. nature of being Aussie. And, and it's sort of nice to still be able to focus in on, on important things. And I think this is something that's super important. The momentum's there. And, and I think because of just the age we're in now, once the public get onto things like this, it really forces change on, on big entities. So the more pressure that the, the punter can put on these big entities to change, the more likely we are to see it. Yeah, that is true. I guess we should give it to Taylor now, you know, after <laughs> no, that. He wants one. to go last. He no, wants Maddie, to you go. Maddie goes next. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to um, have a whinge about coaches too, but I've gone the shit take version. I, I, I've gone down to. Makes sense uh, of this podcast. <laughs> my my, my goat thing about coaching hires is, is since when did, like, coordinator hires become a red carpet moment. Now, teams hold press conferences to unveil like quarterbacks coaches now. <laughs> what the hell is going on? Can anyone explain this to me? So I think like just filtered down, like just looking at offensive coaches, like in this league, how it works. I mean, so you got a head coach at the top is like the top offense. If an offensive minded head coach, like at the top of your offense, and then you got the offensive coordinator. And then the quarterback's coach is like the third in line of the offense. If you got an offensive minded head coach, if you got a defensive minded head coach, you got offense coordinator first. Yeah. And then the quarterback's coach is literally second in line for that entire offense. So it's like completely like people just overhype like offensive and defensive coordinators like now, especially offensive, because like we've seen like the rise, like Shanahan, McVay, you know, LaFleur, all of these guys just coming up in the league. So people are just like, oh, we just hired, you know, Kyle Shanahan's like quarterbacks coach as our offense. It's all coaching tree. 
Everyone cares about coaching Please. trees at the moment. Tree. If you can do that, this is literally European trees. royal families. Everybody's worked for everybody. They're all cousins. They're all just shacking up with their cousins. That's what we're doing here. This is essentially, they're all Queen Victoria's children at this yep. point, and they're all getting married, and they're all having fights, and they're all starting wars, but they're all cousins. That's what's happening. Yeah, they're all... It's all Tassie. It's all our uh, seahorse down in Tassie. All six fingers. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, so that's my gripe is who gives a damn who the backup offensive line coach is in, you know, Hicksville, nowhere. Who, who, who cares? Why are we having press conferences for this? Is it fantasy? Is that what it is? It's all the fantasy influence of, well, this guy comes from this coaching establishment. So, oh, we'll see an uptick in that team's offensive line. And, gee, that'll be good for the running back. Is, is that what we're doing here? Is this what where the importance is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, my team's guilty of it. I must say Anthony Lynn was hired as our, like, assistant head coach. All the Niners fans went happy. You know, everyone was happy, you know, just as a Niners fan. He's going to be good for our offense. You know, our running back's going to go straight up in the atmosphere. Like, just with their potential is going to be up in fantasy. Just just a preseason, like, oh, way too early 2022 season lookout, by the way. Right there, our running back stock going up. Just, yeah, just going to put the that there. with a big running game again. I've missed it. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They haven't always had a healthy dose, have they? Imagine that. Okay, that was my grope. Um, I'm out. Man, Jops <sighs> had enough for everyone else, so we can skip Taylor. Good. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so I didn't have anything prepared at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, on to the preview. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and we'll just skip Taylor's preview, uh, and then we'll just skip his start to the week too. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, it's been a great show. <laughs> That's a season wrap. We'll see you all next year. <laughs> I'll just go back to trying to get my son to body bed. <laughs> Is he still up? <laughs> Probably. I've got one up next to me. So uh, yeah, yes. he's, he's gotten much smarter about coaching policies in the NFL while we've been here, though. Yeah, so, uh, coaching trees, smoking yeah, trees. Coaching yeah. trees. Yes. <laughs> So she'll be sharing that with her classroom tomorrow, I'm sure. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Tay, I'm backing up. I'm giving you some space here. Go All right. Ooh, stretch the whimsy out a bit. Stretch the stretch a bit of everything. Uh, He's cricking his neck. So this this is my first one. This one won't take too long. Uh, this is about the shittest time of the year. That one weird month period between the NFL finishing and the NRL starting. I feel like that... <laughs> That I'm that um that meme with the guy standing there in an empty pool and then just sitting on a swing by himself by himself. Either start the NRL earlier or make the NFL playoffs longer because I'm going to be bored shitless over the next month. Get it together, fixture organizers, org 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 organizers. Like I don't know how to speak England. Yeah, he speaks good. <laughs> Mate, this is also that NBL, uh, sorry, NBA time of year where it's like, uh, also, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it's like, there's nothing going on. sort of start to get a bit better and try to like kick away, but then because the All Star break's coming up, they kind of wait till after that. Like, yeah. it's teams just still got hockey. weird records at the moment. Yeah. I don't care about hockey. Screw hockey. I, yeah, I sorry. Sorry. To- good. Apologies to my hockey fans on Pastry Press Sports. New page, by the way, at Pastry Press Sports. Just want to plug it in there, just like quickly. Uh, me and Taylor had some a bit of beef going on in the comments section today after I like memed the Brooklyn Nets like slow start. But you know, I've just been covering NBA on that page. But NRO AFL content coming in soon. Uh, trust me, some previews coming up. So I got like a whole month to write previews. So that's pretty good. Um, but 
Yeah, I do agree, Taylor. Like, this is definitely one of the the boringest times when you, like, you got to go back to school, basically. It's like a back-to-school period. You know, cricket's finished, NFL's finishing, and then, like, NRL's still going to start in, like, what, four weeks or something. Like, gosh, it's just a long, long time. And then AFL a week after that as well, like, just because I watched both, by the way. But, yeah, just, like, everything's starting so late for the Australians. And, and then, like, the seasons, like, kind of merge, like, you know, September, October. It's, like, you know, the NFL's on while the footy codes are finishing their finals. So, like, oh, that's you nuts. know. That's nuts. That is. I try to keep track of everything there. <laughs> this is why I don't do an era. Yeah. Uh, I'm just too distracted by July. Back to yeah. school. Back to school. To prove to daddy that I'm not a fool. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So. My main gripe is with the host of this podcast. You heard of him? It's Matty fucking C. And what a <laughs> shit sandwich that solo potty did last week was. I've never heard more shithouse sledging propaganda since someone came on this podcast and said that Taylor wasn't a threat to win the title. Who is that again? A peacock comes oh to God. mind. <laughs> First off to you, Matty C, if that even is your name, to give me no credit for my second amazing Tom Brady call I've made this season is blasphemous. And I won't stand for it. I'll sit here on a podcast and blast you instead. Amazing. I called Brady for an amazing fantasy season, even at age 44, and to smash his ADP. And he ends up at QB2 on the season. And I hope this comes through. But I'm now going to play you my prediction from the Rams-Bucks game. And you tell me where you think I didn't completely nail it. Oh, he's brought the receipts. Okay. Oh. About this, I'm going a tough game for Brady. I'm taking him to score less than 15 fantasy points, not an under again. Prediction. I'm going an upset here, and I'm taking the Rams 30 to 24. I like the matchup for the Rams, and I think they will be able to move the ball. I'm also a bit worried about the depth of the Bucks receiving core, and I think it bites them here as someone outside of Evans will need to step up, and I don't have any confidence in that. Like mentioned, I think Ramsey can do a decent job on Evans, so someone else will have to step up, and I really don't know who it's going to be. So I'm taking the Rams. Oh, don't worry. It, it doesn't, doesn't end there. Okay, so you yeah. better get some ready now. I am. No, I already started my reasons why. I, I could not have been against him more. I picked him as my goal. Prediction that he's going to go under 15 fantasy points. I, I just honestly have this weird sort of ESP where I've got this feeling that we're going to be talking about whether Tom Brady's retiring. Ooh. Um, I just think this is, that's not ESP. Oh, that's looking I'm, back at the past where we said this for six straight years. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that it's definitely going to happen or Tom Brady looks like he's going to be bad or anything like that. I've just got this weird feeling, um, you know, I've talked about why, but I, I, I'm just worried that he's sort of eked his way through uh, with these, these lack of receivers against pretty bad teams that he hasn't really had to do too much at. Whereas I think he's going to need to in this game. I think the Rams are going to move the ball easily and I think he's going to need to win a shootout and... I don't know. I'm just not so sure he's going to be able to with the, with um, no Godwin, no Brown. Um, I just don't have the same confidence as you guys do in, in some of his receiving course. So 
I I just have more confidence in the Rams' offense than the Bucks right now, and um, I just think their defenses are pretty pretty even. So that's just where I see the edge. And um, like I said, I've just got this this feeling that oh, we're going to be talking about Brady and uh, whether this is it for him. Um, he probably played at his sixty now, but I do, I'm not saying that he's going to retire. I just think it's going to be a question mark if he doesn't have a great game this game because technically he can leave any time he wants to. So. If, if he doesn't have a great game here and, um, you know, it could be the end of it. I, I just want to bring it up now because if everyone's talking about it next week, I want to be in the front foot and look like a genius. So, <laughs> I've had a chance I'm going to look like an idiot. Um, but, I, look, that's just how I'm calling it. Um, I, you know, I, I never shy away from an upset pick and that's pretty much what I'm doing here. You guys thought I was going to be unsufferable picking two things right last week, apparently, but I'm taking this to a new level. Let's now hear your guys' takes because apparently my my call on Tom Brady was incredibly easy. So I assume that two wonderful NFL minds like yourselves would have actually said that's not really much of a big call and you would agree with it. I didn't take extensive notes on this because I'd seen this through the week and I just thought, uh, you don't need to make this hard. Uh, also, I'm the Bucks have been six and nine in playoffs and that was, you know, that, that's, that was true 12 years ago because they just didn't make playoffs at all in that time until Brady arrived. And since Brady has arrived, it's 5-0. and oh. They just, you, you turn up and we just beat you. And it doesn't matter whether we play you at Raymond James or we play you at your stadium or we play you on the fucking side of the sun. We just beat you. And uh, uh, I just, I find that hard to go against. And I know that there's a bit of uh, difficulty, I guess, for, well, what's the caliber of guys that Brady's throwing to? Well, it's Amazon Gronk. And guys like OJ Howard and Cameron Braid, who'd been fine before Brady even got there, and they just found themselves pushed down the depth chart because Brady brought in this all-star pack of players. The other guys are actually fine players. And they had an opportunity. And I just don't think that's going to really matter. Um, you know, the Rams, the way to attack them is to run, and whether you have Fournette in there or not will make a big difference. I'm just not sure that Brady cares that much. I just don't think this is going to be one of these, you know, Mac Jones, oh, I need to lean on one part of the game so much that I'm only going to throw it three times. Okay, weather impacted that. You know, Belichick will very deliberately just scrap a whole part of a game to lean on something that he knows is a massive advantage. And I just don't think Brady needs to do that because there's no defense you can put in front of him he hasn't seen before. And he'll throw against anybody. He just, he will. Because the field is always going to be the same size. It's still going to have the same amount of people on it. It was pretty well similarly athletically gifted across a pack. And he'll find the weak spot. He just will. He knows how to read your mail. And I just don't know how you go against that with a guy who's been in the league for 10 odd seasons and only finally, finally, finally now just got his first playoff win. And now he has to go on the road to the legend's house who's undefeated with his yeah. team. But it all just seems too much for me. Bucks by 11. Hmm, Bucks by 11. I didn't hear anything about Brady retiring. Let's hear Manjot's call. Uh-oh. I agree with Matty. I think Gronk is going to have a good game. Again, good analysis? he's just a whole different player in playoffs. Like, he's, he's already good enough in regular season. In the playoffs, he's a beast. I think the Rams linebackers are a bit of a weakness in that defense, to be honest. I think, like, Dick, Linebacker coverage, like a safety, even like can't really cover them. I know Taylor Rapp plays for them. He's pretty good. But it's going to be hard. Like Gronk is just a beast. And I think that's probably the matchup. Like him and like Evans are obviously going to be the talking points. But I'd lean more Gronk. Like you said, Cameron Bray could even have a big game. Like 
you know, I think two tight end sets could be used by the Bucs here to really exploit that matchup because I think they've got more talent at tight end right now than they have at wide receiver. So I think I think Bucks by seven, to be honest. Like, I, I don't want to bet against Tom Brady in this situation. Like, in preseason, when I had this matchup down, as in the playoff predictions, just want to put that out there again. I had that. It had the, had the divisionals. And, and I had the box set. In my bracket, I had the box. And this week, nothing's changed to, like, say, the Rams. So I'm going with the box. I'm leaning towards Tom Brady. I can't bet against that man. And, you know, and just just advice to Taylor, but bet against Tom Brady at your own peril. Let me just say. Like, so, yeah. yeah, to bet against Tom Brady. Hmm. Bet against Tom Brady at your own peril. Now, I'd like to point out that both of you are wonderful NFL minds who know things that I couldn't even imagine to fathom. But based off what I just heard in your testimony on the last podcast about it being an easy call, he only picked a 44-year-old man to retire after the game, blah, blah, blah. I didn't happen to hear either of you wonderful NFL minds agree with me or even think it was a chance that it would even be talked about, let alone happen. This also wasn't being talked about at all. Sorry? Is it foul? Come on, ref. No, you finish. I'm, I'm calling foul. Oh, I, I, thought you were, I thought you were trying to say that I was like going over the podcast limit or something. No, uh, I this got also three minutes, was, mate. <laughs> yeah, I've got three minutes. Easy. This also wasn't being talked about at all at the time in the media when I spoke about it. Basically, everyone was thinking that Brady at the time was superhuman and would never die. So to assume that I made an easy call that was always going to happen seems a bit outlandish. Am I right? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Right. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. You're I had wrong. two things that I think were completely to your disservice, and I think you just forgot and you said them, and then you heard them all again, and you forgot and you said them again. I'm not saying he's going to retire. That's your own. I, <laughs> I said that a hundred times to you. I, I know. So why time. are you celebrating? I, I never said he was going to retire. Well, I, I didn't say he was going to retire, and now you want the credit for it? <laughs> I'm on point. I said oh, that I, we were going to be talking about him retiring and I kept bringing that up with you in the side message <laughs> saying that I never said he was going to retire. And you're like, no, no, no. If he doesn't retire now, you're completely wrong, even though if they're talking about it. <laughs> then he goes and retires. And then, and then apparently I didn't, he didn't retire quick enough because it was like yeah. nine days later. So it wasn't good <laughs> enough. And now we go back and I'm proven right for everything I said the entire way through. And now apparently I'm wrong. So uh, there was one part he was wrong. Man, can you take this up, please? Look, look, one part that was wrong. Okay, yeah, of course. Can you use my lawyer speak? All right, one part where you're wrong. First clip, you played that Mike Evans versus Jalen Ramsey. You said Jalen Ramsey's going to do a good job on him. What happened on Tom Brady's last touchdown pass of his career? He threw it deep. Evans had like two yards of separation on Ramsey. One like <laughs> that was one play, but it, it was yeah, like a game wrong. like this. A game-defining play, you know. So I'm just saying, like Mike Evans also like caught another touchdown, I think. So like top ten wide receiver Mike Evans, by the way, yes. from all my for all my doubters in that Instagram comment section, which got 500 likes, like on my top ten wide receiver list. There, there we go. Like top ten wide receiver Mike Evans for a reason. But yeah. Anyway, 
you know, he did have a good job. But yeah, I, I'm going to give credit to Taylor. You know, I was wrong. I uh-huh. didn't mention any like in my defense. I didn't completely shut it down based on the clips that were played. I did not oh, shut anything down. I just didn't Manny. mention it. You don't you I, don't need it. This wasn't about you, man. Job. This was just proving a point that you were an extra person on this podcast. A absolutely wonderful yeah. NFL mind. And you never you, once said that you agreed that that uh, Tom Brady would be retiring after this match. He's yet for up. some reason, Matty thought it was an easy comment. It was yeah. easy to pick. And what he yeah. also said, which actually goes to my proof, is that we've been talking about it for the last six years. But the yes. people who have been talking about it for the last six years have been wrong every single year. And I came out here and picked the exact right year. So if anything, that's better because everyone yeah. else has been wrong for the last six years. No, you're not saying he's going to retire, Taylor. <laughs> I'm saying that all everyone is going to be doing is talking about Tom Brady retiring after this game after he loses. I could not have been more right. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. We do it every year, but they are wrong. Tom vs. time. <laughs> as we like to say, Tom vs. time. So I remember in the group chat, you know, Maddie always just sends the Astrid League, like whatever's going up on the socials, like before to us, right? So yes. in the group chat, there's actually a picture of Taylor's bold takes, right? And it said in the one of the bold takes, Brady retires at halftime. It was in the picture and he never uploaded it. Like, Maddie was really trying to, like, to- Taylor told me to take it off. <laughs> oh, okay. so Taylor wasn't fully confident. He was just saying there's going to be talk, but he never said he's going to retire. No, I was not confident he was going to retire at halftime. I just figured yeah. that if, if Matty C had this like <laughs> document saying that I said he'd retire at halftime and he retired after the game, he'd be like, oh, no, 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 you didn't get it right. I clearly put out a big <laughs> saying right. he retired at halftime. I would totally do that. <laughs> I, know, I, I know this guy too well. <laughs> yeah, guilty as charged of that. I mean, <laughs> how could I not? And I mean, I really only stuck it in there to be a bit of a facetious pain in the butt oh, um, because that's my absolutely. long suit. I mean, we, anyone who's been around here long enough knows that that's, that's my wheelhouse. <laughs> and I just wasted everyone's time with about eight minutes of footage just, just to try and be a dickhead back to you. So <laughs> I, figured, I figured that makes complete sense. And honestly, I kind of thought it would be a cool thing. And, you know, I'm more than happy for some takes a mind to be put out by someone else that are wrong. Uh, I'm sure there's plenty of them. Um, but I just thought it'd be interesting to hear some old takes that we've done during the show. And I don't know if we're ever going to do like a best tops or something, but I just thought it'd be cool <laughs> to actually hear some old footage. I thought it'd be something different. I, I was good. He's kept the receipts. And, That's good. And it calls me um, your account. Bucks by 11. Okay. I'm okay to be wrong. Backing a guy who hasn't lost for this team in the playoffs before. Yeah. I go in 5-0. and I feel pretty good backing that guy at home. I don't mind it. He still throws for a million yards. He still, between his three big targets, gets three touchdowns out of them. Fournette rushes in two. Evans has 119 yards and a touchdown. Gronk has 85. The guys were like called out. I got a lot right. I'm not taking the shit from you, Taylor, I'm afraid. What you guys were saying was fine. It, honestly, it wasn't me going, <laughs> oh, all their takes were wrong. It was just purely to say no one said anything about Tom Brady retiring. No one said anything about that being a right, uh, sorry, an easy call by me or, you know, agreeing with what I'd said. That was purely what I was trying to point out. I was trying to say everything <laughs> you said putting words shit. in your mouth. And now I can't yeah. tell if you're saying, yeah, I said that. Or you're saying, no, I said he's not going to retire. I c- actually can't tell what side of the argument you're on anymore. 
Yeah, what? um, you know, just that eight minutes of footage, by the way, it wasn't as much of a waste of time as the Pro Bowl. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, that gets one that goat. Get into gets more goat. We'll yeah, that's going to Pro Bowl after the Super Bowl, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and the halftime show. No, the halftime show. Man, talks pumped about that upcoming halftime show. Yeah, that in pre-show. Yeah. That will find a way to get to air the pre-show chat because there was some pretty good stuff in that. <laughs> we yeah. never get that stuff to air. We always talk a lot of garbage before we get on air. If there is one thing that will get to air. I'll just not spoil it. It'll come at like, you know, I don't know. Oh, when it's it going to be an Easter egg at the end of the episode. Let's call it now. Let's just say that's where it's going to go. Yeah. So then, yeah, I think that's the way to do it. Then you know. Yeah. <laughs> so end of part one or end of part two? Like, end of part two. I think that's the way to do it. End of part seven? Yeah. <laughs> I think part yeah. one's just going to be what gets my goat at this stage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's been good. We've covered some cool ground, we've had a lot of shots at each other and a bit of fun. Uh, covered some meaty subjects. I, I think this has been about the most interesting guest my go we've had all year. Yeah, I agree. That was definitely yeah. like like even the first one, like this was definitely better than the first ever like gets my goat. Like just saying, as like a super fan. I, I was complaining just, about Jimmy Garoppolo on the first one. We had no, I had no idea what to say. I think I passed the first two times. I just had no idea. It was oh, just a, I think you didn't know it was coming, and I'm like, Taylor? Nah, yeah, you completely threw me under the bus on the pod and just said, oh, I'm just, I'm just doing a segment. Let's just yeah, go with segment. it. And I'm like, uh, I think I'd had a good week that week. I'm like, I really have no issues. But you, you can just talk about Jimmy Garoppolo for the next 10 weeks and then still pick him in starts of the week every week. This is the thing. I'm just as faithful as the 49ers faithful, it seems. <laughs> he's, he's just got a jawline that could cut glass. That's, that's that the, guy. Yeah. yeah. He's all kinds of hands. Oh, Get over oh, here, absolutely. Jimmy. Book you. Uh, just so much hands. End of my teenage years, guys. This is this is for <laughs> like just, All right, just Jimmy. R.I.P. to Mangel's youth. R.I.P. to his innocence. And for yeah, anyone just, just like going, you guys are talking absolute garbage. For one, we normally do anyway. I know I do. And two, we've been pent up for two weeks. Like, we were always just going to talk absolute so trash. Where have you been for the last 177 shows? That's the first question. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. It's, if you started at this one, you know, you're not going to hear any different in the other 176. <laughs> you started at a good one, though. I mean, this is already a roll time. That's at it. least we get elected to the Pro Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, and not tackle each other. It's the fucking rules, you crybaby wankers. That's how life is at the 49ers fan. And someone just pegs a dildo. (laughs) It was an absolute special. It was just the perfect thing. Manchot, can we hear from somebody who's uh, maybe not a little biased? Burr. Like, uh, burr. Like, yeah, burr. (laughs) Well, now, look, that is it for part one. Literally... What Got Our Goat was part one. It was a good in-depth thing, and we touched on some pretty cool stuff. Make sure you get back for part two, because we are going to preview the Super Bowl, and that's going to be excellent. There's a lot of depth, a lot of interesting takes, and we all settle on our margins and our final scores. That's right, then there's part three. Oh, my God, part three. We're going to do our fantasy games, and uh, it finishes with a little bit of stuff that was cut from the pre-show chat. We haven't done this before, and that's kind of going to be a little bit of an epilogue at the end of episode three, so come back for that. But uh, in the meantime, the next episode will be up in the next 24 hours, exactly where you found this one, 
here on the Astro League Fantasy Football Podcast. This is the NFL Playoff Shows, and this is the big, big finale before the Super Bowl. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram at Astro League Podcast. You can even find us on Twitter at Astro League Pod. Come back and find us for part two and part three. In the meantime, I'm Maddie C. Hooroo! Play. Play it. This is the Astro League Fantasy Football Podcast. League specific news, information, and stats with your obnoxious commissioner, Maddie C.